Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today's episode, we're returning to I, Stormlight or Cosmere. I don't know. The Brandon Sanderson bigger series. We have read Dawn Shard, the novella, the entire thing for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Make sure to get it done. Uh, first, though... We want to do. Uh, let's let's start off with some pod, podcast news and then and then a warm up. So Dan, what's our podcast news? Uh, Luke and Dan are trying to get paid, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's right. That's right. Uh, we've been doing this for a couple years now, and we have realized it might be nice to um, get get paid a little bit. Now, what we mean by that, Luke? in case you didn't know uh there's a lot of like things that we've talked about over the years of doing but that might cost like a little bit of money to do and right now we make negative money on the podcast (laughs) um so that's right so luke we're setting up a patreon yep yep and to be like on the (laughs) getting paid thing uh we're not making a we're not looking to make a profit (laughs) on a salary right right we're really just looking for money to go into the podcast that's not just luke and i spending our funds on the show because we know there's a few people out there who listen uh and if you've enjoyed it for a while you know we don't put any ads on here this is all 100 percent content baby 100 so so yeah, we've got to pay for like the the server and like hosting the podcast, and then um, yeah, there's also just like fun ideas that we've had for a while that would cost a little bit. So um, if you would be interested in supporting the show on Patreon, we're looking for ideas for uh, rewards for supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're thinking about having a like a private Discord where you can suggest books and chat with us and maybe vote on uh things or maybe even suggest hot takes or warm-ups right. for us um, but if you have another idea for some kind of uh, reward for a patreon supporter let us know at dc to bc on twitter don't call it a book club the subreddit uh or facebook even anywhere you're at if you have an idea for a reward, even if you don't think you can support us or want to support us, if you have a cool idea for a reward, maybe maybe somebody else will like it. So let us know. <laughs> right, right. So we're 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 going to be starting a Patreon. It's not live yet. We're we're trying to we're trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, so keep an eye out and and shoot shoot any ideas our way. All right. All right, now that we're millionaires, Luke, let's let's get warmed up. <laughs> okay, we're going to warm up today with uh, a rehash of a tweet that I sent uh, <laughs> a little while ago that Dan wanted to push back on, <laughs> in which I professed my love for The Big Bang Theory, the TV show. I almost went on Twitter and replied to your tweet being like, this was 100% Luke. I was not involved with this tweet production in in the slightest because I was so taken aback by the take. I think it was way okay. too hot. And so we've I've given <laughs> Luke the opportunity here on the show in this warm-up space to explain himself why he thinks, quote, The Big Bang Theory is an excellent show. Okay. Um... I feel like so for one thing I don't feel like I don't really have to defend myself here because <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Like I I know the the Big Bang theory gets a lot of gets a lot of hate. Uh-huh. And like honestly, I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, okay. I I'll, I'll I'll tell you the two reasons why I think it's universally despised among like the nerdiest of the nerds right the true okay, what i'll call the true the true strong nerds. but go for it yeah uh so first off and most like uh the easiest response is have you ever seen those videos where they take the laugh track out 
I haven't. Oh, those are so rough to watch for a lot of shows, to be fair, for a lot of shows. But there's one with Big Bang Theory that's just like abysmal to sit through because it is <laughs> it is tough to hear them like say a joke or something that's supposed to be a joke because as a laugh track and then silence afterwards. It is a rough watch, my guy. And OK, I will acknowledge shows with laugh tracks it's like designed to have a laugh track so it's like part of the thing and if you take it away you're like changing the thing right but at the same time like if you're telling a really funny joke that is gut busting for a studio audience you should at least get a chuckle from me when there's not like a laugh track in the background you know what i mean okay okay let, let me before you go on to to, to point two i want to talk about this okay because this this is actually very interesting to me this might be a long warm up. <laughs> if you're if you're already worried about it, check the we'll show where to skip. Check yeah. the description, uh, and we'll and we'll tell you where to skip. But for one thing, I feel like I've never met someone that is like pro laugh track. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I feel like every single person is always like, uh, "Hey, laugh tracks." Which sure I, but I feel like this is almost a point for laugh tracks. <laughs> You're saying because they make it better? Yeah. I feel like we're sh- we're like putting a fresh cone of paint on a turd, though. You know what okay, I mean? Okay. That's what I, it feels I, like okay, when you sure. put a laugh track in. But I think two things. Um, I think your point about it changing the show is very important because, mm-hmm. like, they talk in such a way and, like, the jokes are made in such a way that are not, like designed to be regular conversation so like if you treat it like regular conversation without a laugh track it doesn't make any sense um but also like i when i watched the show uh-huh. along with a lot of people right it's like the longest running sitcom of all time um people enjoy it yes and like it's very interesting that without the laugh track, it's not enjoyable, but with the laugh track, it's extremely enjoyable. For some people. For a lot of people. For research. Um, okay, to be fair, Luke, for research, I went and watched a few clips on YouTube of the show. Okay. And I will say, I wasn't enjoying myself very much. Okay, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Luke. Uh, I, I will add another point to this, though, because now I'm thinking about a similar thing that i don't know if it would be the same and here's the thing with a lot of stand-up specials there's a studio audience but they're just like you Mm -hmm. see them right they're just like in the studio and you can hear their reactions i don't know i don't think i've ever seen a video where they cut that response out of a stand-up special and i don't know if that would be the same thing right like i don't know if that is oh i'm sure it would i mean like i've been to stand-up comedy and as as you have because we've been together and like it's way more funny in person because you're laughing with other people. And I imagine that is like also the case for if you remove like laughter from the audience. That's okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, fair, fair response. So, so maybe that's a wash, but here's the second point. And this was brought up on Twitter to you by one of our, our Twitter followers. I'm going to shout out Kai dynamite here for calling you on this, on this take did you watch the video that they told you about in the tweet? Uh, I, I watched the like some of it, yes. Okay, so the, the point being that uh, there's a lot of like subtle misogyny that happens in the Big Bang Theory where they get away with it because they're like dorky nerds and so we look at it less severely than if they were like jocks or just like normal dudes because they're like dorky nerds and so it's funny when they are trying to get girls and stuff that was a convincing argument when i watched it as like oh yeah this actually is kind of problematic with this show sure i i i do think that that's like a fair criticism i will say I feel like that's a fair criticism for like the like media at large. <laughs> and like, no, I, I, Luke, you can't what about this with freaking Big Bang Theory, okay? I'm not, I, okay, I don't think I'm what abouting it. I don't, I'm not trying to like 
give it a pass. Okay. But I feel like this is not the reason that people specifically dislike the Big Bang Theory. I like agree with the point. Don't get me wrong. Like, okay. It's but but you have these characters in like all of the sitcoms, and it's like bad. I, I, I so I'm not again. I'm not like trying to say that it's not a valid criticism because sure. it is. Yeah. I just don't think it's a it's a it's a reason that people would specifically dislike The Big Bang Theory over another show. Ah, mm. because I just feel like it's too. This is too systematic. To be I like, oh yeah, the other shows are fine, but The Big Bang Theory. I don't know what other shows you're talking about. Like none of the other shows that I feel like I watch have like similar have you seen how i met your mother i have it because i don't like that show (laughs) okay look i'm saying we could you could totally you could dislike a whole genre of content because it's busted and i think a lot of sitcoms are busted so i'm not interested Okay, okay, but this is a... Okay, yes. Your argument, though, is against sitcoms, not against specifically the Big Bang Theory. I'm saying it's a it's game. a part of the problem. Okay. I'm, you okay. tweeted, the Big Bang Theory is an excellent show. I don't think so. I don't think so, and I think a lot of people also don't think so. Now, I think a lot of people agree with you, Luke. I think that's fair. It is like a very popular show, but I think of our listeners... Uh, you know what? I'm honestly curious. Uh, listeners out there in podcast land if you love the big bang theory and you have a great take about it or even a neutral take about it get at us somewhere i would honestly genuinely love to hear from somebody who like in who is not luke and in this day and age watches the big bang theory okay okay i want to say that i think the the one of the big reasons that people dislike the big bang theory is like the way that it portrays nerds and nerd culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason that people specifically dislike the Big Bang Theory. I think that's true. Yeah. And like, that's the part that I don't quite understand as like someone like very much in that demographic, right? Like, uh, speak for yourself. I don't know. Like, I, sure. ha- <laughs> I have like a podcast about fantasy books and. Like in in graduate school for STEM, so I'm like very much like in that demographic, and like I don't. If I were to to think about the effect that watching the Big Bang Theory has had on me, I feel like it's largely positive. Honestly, like I don't really think that it's a negative. Like it's making nerd culture look bad, and well, I feel like that's the large criticism of it. Yeah, I will say I think nerd culture does a pretty good job of making itself look bad at a lot of occasions. Uh, I don't think we, I don't think we need a lot of help. Um, <laughs> granted, I will say, but, uh, I think we also, you know, nerd culture is pretty nice and wholesome a lot of the time. But in the mainstream media, it's yeah. pretty easy for nerd culture to look bad on its own. Right, but I I think that like I don't know the like. It's the biggest show, very popular. Like most people like the characters a lot. And it's like these, I don't like really nerdy guys have really nice lives and everyone likes them. And it's a very popular show. I don't see how that's bad. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say, which I think is the true, if, if the nerds out there really look deep into their hearts and questioned why they disliked the show and why it got so wildly unpopular among like the niche nerd community the reason why and the reason why i don't like it is because my parents love the show and my parents know that i am also a graduate student in a stem field and so i must like the big bang theory because it's just like me right and (laughs) i must be a fan and wow bazinga right so cool and i'm like no that's not don't force this on me, mom, and all the like people out there who watch it as just like a sitcom. That's not what my life is. I don't want to be like Sheldon just because I don't like Sheldon, okay? I'm not Sheldon. And I think this is the reason. It's kind of like forced upon nerds. It is like the archetype that the common person is like, if you're a nerd, you must like the Big Bang Theory because it's about you. 
I don't want it forced I upon. I, I see what you mean, but like, I don't know. Nerd culture is like the mainstream culture. So I feel like people saying like, oh, you must like this thing. It's like people know what no nerd culture is. Yeah. But not like old people. Not like our parents. I mean, just doesn't count. It does count. <laughs> just say, okay, boomer and leave it. Fine. Okay. Speaking of leaving it, I think we do need to move on from this big bang I think we do. I think take. we do. Uh, feel free to tell me why I'm ridiculous and why you hate the it, big look, bang theory. Here, here's what I want you to do, actually. Here's how we're going to leave this. Is there an episode you want me to watch? I will watch one full episode and report back next week with my thoughts. Okay, I'll, uh, I don't know it well enough to, like, just give you one off the top of my head, but I will. Okay, Luke's gonna give me an episode this week. I will watch it. I'll give a, I'll give a five-paragraph book report next week. That seems long. All right, (laughs) I'll give a two-minute synopsis next week of my thoughts, and then we'll move on. Okay, okay, but for now, okay, but let's, let's actually move on with the, with the show. Let's talk about Don Shard, Mm -hmm. which we, again, have finished. Um, this is right between the previous Stormlight book, which is Oathbringer. So make sure you've read Oathbringer, obviously. Um, and this one is a big is is all about the 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 start of this book is all about like the Thalen ship crews, um, and we get a lot of that culture. And mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, being a ship owner. And having to prove yourself to the captain and crew sounds very exhausting. And I kind of like, without having been in the culture, it feels a little annoying and obnoxious to me. Oh, I strongly disagree with you here. Okay. I love that the crews are like, hey, you can't just be completely useless and expect us to do whatever you say like just because you have money doesn't mean i'm gonna do whatever you want like you have to earn my respect okay i i feel like this is based on an assumption that like just random rich people are coming in and commissioning it which if that's the case i think it's fair but it seems like it's usually like a person that has gone through like intense training and is like very good at choosing the correct like voyages to take and it seems like it takes a lot to earn the ships like any kind of respect to even like touch the steering wheel you have to be like yeah what are you talking about you have no right to touch the steering wheel come on <laughs> just cuz you just cuz you're like oh i know they really love butter in the alethi zone so we're we're going on a butter journey everybody oh let me drive huh no you don't get to drive you know where they want butter we're going to take you there and you can sell your butter but you're not you driving don't, the you ship. don't get to drive what are you talking you're on a ship in the middle of the ocean. why is the like steering wheel so sacred it's the principle of the thing luke it's the principle of the thing. You have to earn the respect of the crew. Because I imagine there are some complete psychopaths out there who are really good at trading, right? I imagine a lot of psychopaths, like like Shallan, I'm sure, is a great trader. But, like, <laughs> of course. they're just because you're a great trader and you know, like, where the deals are doesn't mean you're like, oh, I also need to care about this crew of people that I am taking around with me to do these deals. Because, because maybe there's a great deal to be had uh across the ocean but also it's hurricane season so we're probably not gonna make it well then you're just bad at it though <laughs> or maybe we'll make it but like a lot of a lot of the crew's gonna get sick and die or something like if that it, it, the crew needs to make it to where they they are a part of the calculus like i i feel like i understand the crew a lot more because if the crew doesn't assert themselves they're not going to be an important part of the calculus of like how much money can i make on this trip i think that okay okay i see where the where you're going with this but i feel like the like pride of handling the steering wheel is not the move it's like you you need a contract it's like hey if you if like five of our people die then you're not captain any or then you don't own the ship anymore i'm sorry let's get let's unionize instead of being like instead of creating some weird culture luke it's an imperfect solution for an imperfect <laughs> world 
That's true. We got to accept those. Got to accept it. So, hey, a little hazing's fine. A little hazing's cool, actually. It's it's very cool. I did like the, as a as a fraternity man, I did like their defense of lowercase h hazing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If you didn't know already, Dan is a, is a frat bro. Big frat star over here. And uh, it's nice. It's a good defense. It was like, yeah, we tried to get him to stop hazing, and oh, boy, it went really wrong. They killed each other. <laughs> They were dying, so you know, you know how they are. But uh, okay, speaking of hazing, Navani shows up at the very beginning of the book, and this is when Ryzen is getting her commission to go to this island. Mm-hmm. Navani starts this interaction by saying she's like working at something on her desk, and she looks up and she's like, "Who are you?" Yeah. That is so rude, Navani. I don't care if this is like a power play or something to like put her on the back foot for the negotiations that you're about to do. But you know who this person is. You schedule the meeting with them. At least their name and like why they're here. Like don't expect them to tell you why they're here. Right. I feel like usually the move is to... Especially... So, okay, so... Navani wants her to go on this trip. It's not that she wants, she's like begging Navani to go on. It's the other way around. Right. I feel like if usually in the case you want to be like show that the, that you know the person and are like nice. So this did actually catch me as a little strange when I read it. It also makes you seem like kind of incompetent. Like it makes you seem like you're not prepared. Like I'm imagining the reverse of this where Navani's like, oh yes, Ryzen, like, thank you for joining me. I know you've just got this new ship commissioned. Also, great job in the vault during the big battle that happened. Uh, You totally did a great thing for us. Appreciate that. Uh, And your steward is a sleepless one. Just so I thought you should know that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, love for you to go on this quest. Not a real thing. Yeah, I've never seen those before. Also, the place that he claims to be from, they've never heard of him either. So just thought you should know. Anyway, let's talk about the quest I'm sending you on. Because that, that's the reverse, right? That's the opposite. And right. if I get that from Navani, I'm like, wow, she really respects me in this mission. And like, this is really important. Yeah. Taking it really seriously. And yeah. And no, wow. I agree. Her- I completely agree with you here. So I just, and it's kind of out of character for Navani too. It was. So it, it struck me as weird. We were off on the wrong foot with the whole Navani uh, situation. Ooh. Do you think Navani is being impersonated by a sleepless one, though? Because... Okay. Or maybe a powerful watercrafter of some sort? <laughs> we're mixing. All right. All right, we're not mixing. I like that you... There's lit, light weaving would have been a very easy possibility there, but no. Um, it's, it's possible, for sure, for sure. I, I It's also interesting to get a perspective of the Alethi, which I feel like we rarely get from someone else. Yeah. And like a lot of the time we, we, I mean, obviously we know now, but forever ago we were like, why do people hate the Alethi so much? And maybe it's because they're like kind of off putting. <laughs> mm. You're saying this Navani. I mean, other than the other stuff, you know, other than the Dalinar being a war criminal and, the whole the whole thing and the like thousand years of bloodshed in the alethi continent right. that kind of thing yeah right yeah also kind of rude when you show up to a meeting with them she makes you bring your own chair it's frustrating uh, yeah that is well i i mean for for Ryzen, it's no problem so that's true that's true um so, okay since you talked about the sleepless this is this is maybe jumping ahead but what exactly can the sleepless do? Like, um, I get that they can, they're just a bunch of Kremlings and they can, like, look different and burst apart. <laughs> and, like, fighting them would probably be hard. But are they, like, especially, do they have, like, really good magic? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what they're really good at. 
I mean, I don't think they have any magic. I don't think we've seen any evidence that they have magic. I think they're very capable because of their little bugs. So, Dan, here's my question to you. Yes. What would you rather fight? Okay. One horse-sized duck? Oh, no. (laughs) For a thousand duck-sized horses. The, because the duck the horse is it hard duck. to fight a bunch of kremlings i think it is i think it's here's the thing i think it's incredibly hard to defeat a bunch of sleepless ones because you have to i think you got to smush so many little kremlings before it like sure. affects their actual identity mm-hmm. and if you don't get enough then they just go off and make more plus right. apparently they have big creatures that come out of the water that can just demolish you like no trouble <laughs> Well, that seems localized to the island. We, I don't know. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> they, maybe they do have like a drag. Like everyone has a dragon that follows them around. Could be it's cool. It's basically cherry cherry. Right. <laughs> right. But not quite as cool. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know what else they're like really good at. Um, it does seem like a. F- it would be a defensive duel, right? Because like you're not gonna kill one of them really right and like i i don't know like i mean i think they could just drown you right they, or i guess it would be suffocate you because you you die by kremlings yeah there's just just put enough of them you know i'm sure they have a specialized one for like plugging your nose or something right right I, but i mean i feel like you could you could do something Study him a little bit. Figure out which ones are the brain ones. Yeah, I, ugh, I don't know. I think you just let him be. I actually, this might be a hot take. I'm team sleepless, whatever they're for. Oh, sure. I'm like on their side 100%, no question. Uh, this might be a small reason. They're the only ones who do democracy. And I'm so mm. interested in it. They do it pretty well too. They do it incredibly well. They're like, I need to, uh, I need to talk with the rest of the crew before I make any decision about this thing. Hold on, this will take like two seconds. Give me, give me, give me a little bit, and then they go off and vote about it. Yes, right. And like, everyone seems to be arguing in good faith, which is just like <laughs> so weird to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've never in the past two decades uh-huh heard like any argument that has any stakes arg- argued in good faith <laughs> sure yeah but these bug these little bug guys they've figured it out they're just like yeah, yeah. we've got a decision to make let's talk about it let's see what the pros and cons are best ideas and then we'll all vote and whatever the vote is we're all going with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was also really nice to see the really old ones that i I assume are, are the more influential ones being like, hey, we shouldn't listen to Nickley because he's like way better at this stuff than us. <laughs> You're oh, so wow. right. Their government sounds like the most functional out of all of these that we've heard from so far. There's no like right. posturing, it seems like, among people or among these weird collections of bugs. They're all just trying to come to the best solution for everyone. And yeah, it even turns yeah. out at the end that like their goal was very noble and good. Their goal is like, oh yeah, we don't want to protect this from the world being destroyed. So, right. Someone's cord, uh, uh, I think, is her name. Is like, yeah, they're yeah. the gods. They're on the side of life. They're trying to make sure everyone lives. This is good. It's like great, sleepless. Way to go. Really proud of you. Uh, maybe do a little. Maybe as much as you learn from people. They can learn from you. Especially mm-hmm. Luke. Because mm. here's the counter argument. It's like, oh, that would never work because they can communicate over long distances instantaneously. Oh, wait, hold on. Freaking span reads, dude. You People can mm-hmm. do that too. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. A little less efficiently, but sure. Slightly. But I mean, even so, you just have people. Uh, you could do it. You could do it, guys. I mean, I will say there's only like 20 of them. Sure. But... We can make a lot of span reads. Yeah. No, for sure. I agree. I agree. I I will say my my talk about fighting them earlier, um, two points about about that. Number one, mm. 
Uh, I could definitely not fight them. I would get crushed immediately. Uh, but also, I never want to because they're awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fight them either. No thanks. Now, I will say, I think there are a few rogue ones that we heard about. Because mm. there are a few that don't. They talked about like three, I think, that aren't a part of the like bigger swarm that does this voting. They've like gone off on their own. And I feel like one of them might be the one that we saw in Edge Dancer. Okay, potentially. Because that one seemed kind of rogue. I don't remember if we got the that one's real name or not. Yeah, I don't remember either. But, but I don't think yes. it, I don't think it was one of the ones we've heard from so far. That one also but, seemed very good at imitating humans. Uh, yes, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Better than the other ones. <laughs> yes. Than, so far better than, than the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I think I'm team sleepless. Out of all of these factions so far, I think they're my favorite of who I want to side with in the coming apocalypse. Okay. Nice. So these novellas we've been reading, it's kind of wild the amount of stuff that's like world changing that Brandon puts into these novellas. Because when I think of a novella, I don't think about like, uh, I think of it as like an extra material. I think of it as like DLC, not part of the main story. And this might seem really minor, but something that happens in this novella that completely changes the world has to do with the fact that wheels are now completely obsolete in the Stormlight Mm. Archive. And that just happened one day. And they were like, oh, we don't need wheels anymore. In fact, wheels are way worse than just like floating. You're talking about this innovation that they come up with um, because of aluminum. Exactly. Yeah. I am like, okay. I'm not, if I'm, if I have a wagon that I need to take somewhere, guess what? I'm not putting wheels on that. Wheels suck. I am hovering it. I'm, I'm hovering it to where it needs to go. Yeah. I, I don't quite remember the exact like details of how you operate it because you have to get it off the ground by lifting whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. But I don't remember, I don't like, I feel like you could probably do that from far away, I guess. Yeah, I mean, span reads work over long distances, so yeah, this has got to work over long distances too. Greg in wherever, lift it up. I'm on the road, right today, and then I'm gone. I'm I'm totally gone. You could also use the freaking elevator that's in Erythru, and then you could freaking fly. You could make a blimp somewhere. (laughs) You kidding me? That's true. Also, it's gonna completely make the palanquins whatever those things are that people have to carry Mm -hmm. those are Mm -hmm. obsolete too now we don't need four people to carry this box with somebody in it it's actually way more comfortable to just hover it it's more stable and we just push it okay okay you're basing this assumption on those being like functional i would argue that (laughs) we could already get rid of them I feel like those are more of a power play, which maybe, I mean, still maybe floating, like, achieves the same goal of being like, oh, that person must be rich because they're floating. (laughs) I think so, Luke. (laughs) Okay. I just, this technology is so world changing and like in so many ways that I, I can't imagine reading the next book and seeing everything floating and thinking like, oh, yeah, this is fine. I guess that technology was just invented at some point in between these books. <laughs> like, it would just be wild to me to start reading about everything floating. Right. Um, I, I agree with you. I like that you went for something very small because I actually had a very similar note, but about the, like, culmination of this. <laughs> you mean about the, like, God commandment Don Shard thing? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's apparently like a weapon that's cool enough to destroy the Cosmere that's now like in Ryzen's head. Yeah, it seems like that could I be feel, important for the whole story. I feel like for... I, Brandon will put like his reasons for writing novellas, I feel like. And I think that I always read that it's more for character development where he's like, yeah, I was going to bring this character into the next book but they felt like they hadn't been introduced enough so i wrote this little story 
which I think was the case for Edge Dancer. And it kind of makes sense because it was, I don't know, not super, it was, it was a good introduction to Lyft rather than like a progression of the actual main storyline. But this one feels bigger than that. It feels like a really big deal for a novella. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like, oh yeah, it's like in her head for the rest of <laughs> for the rest of the series. Right. We get to the conclusion and it's just like, oh yeah, she just died peacefully. No big deal. She kept it very safe all her days. The end. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Do you feel like the sleepless should give her more information about it? I feel like they don't or know. No. Oh, is that the case? Okay. Well, here's. I think there's two possibilities. One is they just don't know a ton about it, mm-hmm. but they know it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. The other is they don't want to tell her what it is because they're worried she'll use it, and they don't want anybody to use it. Right. And so if it's a thing where you can, like, I don't know, Thanos snap and half of all people will die or something, they just, like, don't even want to tell her, like, uh, don't don't snap ever. No more snapping for you, young lady. <laughs> this is fair, but I also feel like this is the classic blunder where, like, she's going to figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out on her own through a series of catastrophic events. Yeah, for sure. Got to. But but this is totally on brand for the sleepless, right? Because yes. that was their whole plan with like keeping it secret anyway. And then, oh, well, people are curious. So good luck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's on brand for them to not tell her much about it because they're just hoping she won't figure it out. When, when we all know. Yeah. We all know it's going to come out at some point. It's got. It's got to. I, I honestly would love if it never came up again. I think that would be hilarious, but uh, it seems unlikely. Yeah, very unlikely. So this is. Uh, we're kind of on the end here. So so tell me if you you want something, or if you have a note from before this. But there's the moment where I don't know how to pronounce Lopin's cousin's name. Oh. Uh, Huyo? Huyo. Let's go with Huyo. Huyo uh, saves him by swearing the third ideal. Yes. Which is like, I'll protect those I hate. Yeah. Uh, which as soon as he did this, I was like, yeah, that's that's tough. Um, and later on, we hear that the reason that this worked is because Lopin's jokes like often hurt people's feelings because he jokes too much and it's kind of hurtful. I'm I'm calling BS. I think <laughs> I think that this is another way to uh to protect Lopin's feelings. Oh. Whoa, okay. That's right. Because I don't think Lopin's jokes hurt anyone's feelings. Okay, I am I'm with you there. I think that he's just so annoying with them. <laughs> that yeah. Hoya or Huyo like actually hates it. And instead of being like, your jokes are so irritating, which would be like devastating, right? He was like, yeah, you tell a lot of jokes and sometimes they're hurtful, which is less devastating. Right. <laughs> right. It's not as, it's not as, yeah, it's like a nice lie. He, instead of telling him that his jokes just aren't very good and that he's constantly telling jokes that are just kind of annoying, he's like, sometimes your jokes hurt people's feelings. I can't remember a single time where I heard a Lopin joke and I was like, oh, that was a little harsh, Lopin. Like, that was a little bit too critical. Especially when, during this cruise, he's like, oh, Ryzen, I, I feel you. Let me, let's tell jokes to, like, ease the tension. Yeah. And, like, I totally get how you feel, like... Let's. It feels like he's very sympathetic. It feels like, or empathetic. It feels like he very much understands people, and he doesn't like tell jokes just to to dig at them. Like I don't know. Well, that that and just like someone that is ninety five percent of the words out of their mouth are like jokes and nonsense is like incapable of hurting my feelings. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just yeah. Like, okay, like. Even if you say the meanest shit to me, like, it's fine because you're 
obviously just a jokester. It would be very hard for someone like Lopin to like hurt anybody's feelings, I feel. Right. Especially people in Bridge 4. This is the thing that I think is the most difficult for me to understand. Like, I feel like the people in Bridge 4 just have to know Lopin so well at this point to be like, yeah, it's just, yeah. that's Lopin. Like, he doesn't mean anything by it. We're totally cool. I, Lopin is just a jokester. He's just a jokey boy. And so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not offended. No, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I think yeah. this is a good explanation here. Um, and listener, maybe you have a joke that you heard Lopin tell and you were like, there's no way that Lopin said that. That's so rude. If you, if you have that and you want to send it our way, I'd love to hear how mm-hmm. Lopin was an asshole to somebody with his jokes. I can't remember a time. But yeah, I feel like this is the nice thing to say to him is just like, yeah, sometimes your jokes are a little mean just to get him to tone right. it down a little bit. Right. Even like 10%. And his, and his Lopin swearing the, the ideal is actually more about him just telling fewer jokes, not meaner ones or not less mean ones. <laughs> the Stormfather is like, oh yes, he's going to shut up for five minutes. Oh, I'll give him whatever he wants. Right, right. The other one, the other, uh, the other sprinter like, yeah, it's not really the, the ideal though. I don't care. I don't care. Give it to him. Stormfather's like, I'm in charge. Yeah, I think that I think that's the case. I think that's what happens here. Yeah, gotta be, gotta be. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about, Luke. Mm-hmm. They show up to the beach. They show up to the beach and they talked about their plan. Is they're putting all these like fake gemstones out on the beach, and then having some papers hidden to be like, oh, it's pirates that put fake gemstones out, and then you'll never come back. I feel like we can do better. I feel like that was like a not a great plan. And if you want people to never come back to your island again and to tell everybody else to never come back, I I don't think that that was the best move. Granted, I think this is on brand for the sleepless. Again, they don't know people very well. Mm -hmm. But like, for example, if I showed up to this island and the Herald of Justice is there selling... Oh, I don't know. Maybe like NFTs for branded handcuffs or something. I'm never coming to that island again and telling all my friends to avoid it. <laughs> this is a good example. Um, yeah, yeah. Just throw a TV with cryptocurrency commercials on there for sure. Maybe have a guy in a VR headset talk about how cool the metaverse is for nine hours. That'd probably work. I'd probably never come back. That's right. Okay, but to to circle back to to legitimate discourse here, um, I do agree with you that, well, this this is tough, though, because you're going through like a whirlwind that's like weird, clearly some strange weather pattern to like a lost city and you show up and I don't know. I There's like just a bunch of poop everywhere. <laughs> Let's say. Okay. All right. Luke's going the gross <laughs> route. Yeah, sure. That's right. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like that might be less convincing to me because it's like, okay, something's definitely here. I've played Skyrim before. Right. Yeah. There's a chest somewhere. So you definitely can't, once you have the storm around it, you have to have a reason why the storm is there for sure. Uh It can't just Uh be like, it's gross. And so we put a storm around it because it was gross. (laughs) You can't do that. And so I think... Because there's two reasons why you have a storm containing an island. The first is you want to keep people out. The second, you want to keep whatever's there in. Mm -hmm. You just got to flip it. You just got to say, oh, yeah, there's a big, scary monster here. You have no hope of defeating it. Uh, It it, it sucks out all your stormlight instantly. It's too much. You're currently at war right now. So dedicating the resources to conquer this giant monster, not really useful. Make it mm. a big dragon or something. Okay. The storm is keeping I, something in, not keeping I them see, out. I see your point. I, I see your point there. I, I feel like a 
cool monster is not the move because like you gotta everyone wants to go kill a cool okay make it a poop monster then luke will that make you happy yes thank you make it a poop booger monster that's gross and it's not even that cool it's just big and dangerous (laughs) there we go thank you um yeah but to your larger point yes i i agree that this this plot seems a little too simple it's also like feels very easy to figure out that this is not real jim hearts yeah but again like they don't know people that well i'm giving them a big pass here because they're like people like shiny things we've got shiny things (laughs) put them on the beach they'll love it i mean i'm i'm taking away the pass okay because they're immortal (laughs) nickley is like yeah I hung out with this guy, and she's like, oh, my God, he was 400 years ago. So it's like, okay, Nickley's over here hanging out with people for the past, I'm assuming, more than 400 years. Right. He should know people so well. (laughs) Yeah, but their brains work differently than people's brains, Luke. Okay. That's true. They haven't bred the right little insect bugs to understand people yet. They haven't cracked the code. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is. We're a weird bunch. Amen, brother. Some of us like the Big Bang Theory. And some of us are sane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious what this other sleepless are good at. Do you know what I mean? Oh, interesting. So we have the one who's good at being like a person... Maybe one of them, like, every Friday for pizza night, that one is making pizza because they just crush it every week. Right. Yes. Because they've been here for a while, right? I mean, unless they're traveling back and forth to some other world. Hmm. That very like, well Like, what have be. the ones that have not learned humans been doing for the last several centuries? Maybe learning dolphin? Oh. You never okay. thought about that, did you, Luke? Learning dolphin. It's true. There's probably some that are learning Parshendi, I'd guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to hedge your bets based on who wins this war. You do. That's smart. Uh, maybe some. Maybe there's an axe hound one that just loves the dogs. <laughs> I like that you went that they're all just imitating things. Yeah. <sighs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they could also just be on vacation. There's not going to be one of them that's just a mound of crabs. There's no way. There's no way that one of them is just... I feel like they should have their own... They should have their original, like, thing. Shouldn't they? Their original thing is just pile of crabs. Who wants to be just a pile of crabs? (laughs) But, okay, 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 okay. I feel like you could be anything, though. Like, you don't have to model after something. That... I mean, that's right? true. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be anything. We've already seen they're trying to imitate those, like, dragon things, which are very cool. Yeah. And they're not very good at it either, so. Do you think they have sports? We talk about this so often. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what sport they would be best at. Do you think ping pong? Oh, that's an interesting guess. Tell me more. So I think ping pong, because there's a lot of options with your little Kremlin body parts, like... If you if you don't get to the the ball quickly enough with your paddle, you could just like throw a Kremlin at it to bounce it back. Okay, okay. Let's set some rules here for sports. Okay, okay because I think I think rule number one, um, there's a set number of Kremlings that you can have. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. You can take whatever shape you want, but it has to be done with like I don't what five thousand Kremlings. Yeah. No more. Yeah. Then, oof. I do think that it seems like you should be best at some sport that's like using a tool, right? Like basketball, football, not really just because it's like those are just bodies. Right. Ping pong was a good guess. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Luke. (laughs) We have to go only human sports, of course. We're not making up a sport on the pod. No, no. Listeners, if you've got if you what's what sport and what shape is the best for this for the sleepless? Luke, you're going with ping pong. 
I don't think it's ping pong, but I need... I was going to say golf, but then I was like, I don't really know what shape would be good for hitting a golf ball. <laughs> Unless you can use one of your Kremlings as the golf ball. Here's, here's another important question. What does it look like if two of these fought? Mm. Like, I think it could look in- insane. Like, one example I'm thinking of is they're, like, throwing Kremlings at the other one, trying to disrupt their, like, thought patterns to turn them into just a pile of crabs again. Uh, and then another is they're just one of them subsumes the other one. One of them just comes over and like eats the other one. I I like to think that it's basically just like individual Kremlings. So like you don't fight as a one body mass. Uh huh. You just like dissolve into all your Kremlings and just <laughs> it's just a free for all, and whoever has the most left. It's just chaos. Uh, here's what I hope they do. I hope they each get to send one one Kremlin out. They let a champion Ooh. decide. And so the battle is okay. just like two little guys fighting. It's like battle bots. No weapons. Oh, battle bots. That's the sport. Are you kidding me? Are you okay. kidding me? This is phenomenal. They're so good at battle bots. Oh, can you imagine <laughs> the battle bots league with these guys? Luke. Uh, this is true. This is true. It's incredible. (laughs) That's what they're doing. Forget everything we said of what they were doing. Mm -hmm. This is what they've been doing all along. They have the most incredible BattleBots League you've ever seen. For sure. For sure. And that's the real secret they're hiding. They don't want anyone else joining the league. (laughs) That's that's on the level below the Dawn Shard is the BattleBots (laughs) arena. And they're like, they're all down there right now. And they're like, shh, guys, shut up, shut up. They're right overhead <laughs> of us. We have to be. Shut off the buzzsaw. Shut off the fucking buzzsaw. Okay, they're going to hear it. Just tell her there's like a magic power up there or something. Yeah, tell her we voted on it and like it's fine. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, go be, yeah. we'll go be people. Get them out of here. T- turn off the thermostat that shows she feels warm and thinks that it bonded with her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for is... sure. <laughs> battle bots the sleepless are great at battle bots mm-hmm. i'm glad mm-hmm. we cracked that i'm glad we cracked that loot i think so too i think that's a good spot to end <laughs> um i'm gonna give a one sentence review oh okay it's good to be back <laughs> that's my no that's a good i agree I agree. That's all I can say as well. Love that. Okay, Stormlight next week. Mm -hmm. Rhythm of War. Rhythm of War. We're going to do the same system, right? Quarters? Yeah, for sure quarters. (laughs) Because this is a long one, ladies and gentlemen. This is a long one. Uh, And then after that, we'll be all caught up with Stormlight. Right. (laughs) Right. There's still plenty more. So yeah, with Brandon, but we'll probably we'll probably move on from from Brandon after this. Yeah. So yeah, so no one will be able to disprove your theories because we're at the end. But I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be proven correct eventually. So obviously, for sure. Um, yeah, so we'll see everybody next week for a fresh batch of hot takes. And us being dumb nerds. Yeah.